I think I should use this cheery tone and just tear people a new asshole from yeah. now on. Yeah, that would be funny. I should be in meetings at work and say, like, you know, who's not pulling their own weight? Such and such. And they're a real dumbass. Yeah, you, you know? know you need to get your shit together over there, don't you? I think you do. You gotta. <laughs> kids, you gotta lock it up or else I'm gonna drive to your market and just hand you a new asshole. Uh, I don't know what it is about me and assholes. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what that means. You know what? I don't know. I feel bad for your boy. That's Which one? <laughs> the, the, the husband. Oh, geez. No, I'm not. Uh, it's no. too bad that we're not rolling already so we can make that one of the possible titles. We are. We are recording right Even better. We are recording On our recording. Let me tell you something, guys. Uh, and while we're recording and while we're oversharing, perfect you're timing. like, Jesus Christ. Eric's uh, not oversharing? No. no. Shawnee's like, I got to go back and listen to this shit. Like, yeah. It's just difficult during a pandemic when you're you know, married with a, a child that's old enough to know what noises are right. uh, to, yeah, to do things. That's fair. And I, it's, I it's just... It's it is yeah. a challenge, right. much like well, curating the questions, much like curating the questions for this show. Nice. So is nice. yeah. yeah, and there you go. Oh, but but listen though, I didn't want to do that yet because I want I want to bring it back a little bit. I'm gonna erase that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, especially stuff like that because that requires extra noises normally. Um, yeah. or at least like more communication. Right. And like, there's no way you can Am kind I doing of right? like, there's, it's not that, but it's like, there's no way to like, <laughs> come up with much? code words to where it's not it like, not enough. Right. Do you want more? Well, usually a good code phrase an- is, ah, yeah. ah, ah, no, <laughs> no. What are you? <laughs> I once had to tell Amy that the One Fall Show was not going to become this kind of show. <laughs> so you brought, can you, you brought please extend Amy my apologies yes yeah, I, I can absolutely do that you guys brought me and erica on listen i i will i will dive no pun intended i will dive right into those <laughs> conversations okay <laughs> like eddie you know, kingston yep, dive right I, will, I will eddie kingston this conversation so hard like retribution i'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion and as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the saddest episode of the show ever. <laughs> Neither of you know what is going on. Erica, we need you. If you're listening. Um, after that finger point of doom of a round, we have Nate with six points and Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Hubert. Thanks for adding pressure. Um, I took away the pressure, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the One Fall Show, the show that is not only a friendly, sometimes too friendly conversation about professional wrestling, but is also a quiz show unfortunately this week we do not have nate the hate with us today former champion nate the hate but in exciting news we do have a big return from last week the 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 scales that maintain the balance 
Erica Banas. Erica, so, it's great to have you back. How are you? That is a uh, that is a lovely way to describe me, and I might encourage more people outside of this program to describe me as such. It is good to be back, and uh, let's have some fun. Yay! Outstanding. Wrestling is supposed to be fun, isn't it, Erica? See, when you, I didn't realize I created like a buzz quote for this show. Uh, when you tweeted about it and yet you, you attributed the quote to me, I'm like, oh, well, hot damn. I think well, I just came I up. I look, look at me. Look what I did. Aren't I, ain't I great? Hmm. If we're going to have one person missing, I'd much rather it be Nate than Erica. I can say that <laughs> unequivocally. Oof. Nate, we miss you. Uh, do we? I don't know. Do we? I, I absolutely miss Nate. I miss Nate. I, I do too. It's my best friend. Aww. All right. That's the voice of Nate Bender's best friend, Justin Valentine, <laughs> also a former champion. Yeah, you know, Nate is probably going to be so thrilled that I got introduced that way uh, when he wasn't here. I miss you, buddy. Um, you know what? Yeah, and I'm glad you said wrestling is supposed to be fun. We do a lot of bitching about wrestling on here. And you know what? Wrestling's supposed to be fun. And shout out to Impact for making that happen. Yes, Chuck, I said it. Nice. I like it. I like hearing it. It's a good start. There's chilling in the air. Shocking turn of events. Shocking turn of events. Just like last week when Mr. Chuck Bean, former host extraordinaire, just a few weeks in. Unbelievable. Took the latest title of the one fall show by winning the game. How you doing, Chuck? Senpai, up is down, black is white. The former host is now the champ. And uh, looking forward to retaining this week. I feel uh, Nate was probably the one I was worried about the most as far as beating at the questions. So uh, I'm expecting an easy week. I think uh, the champ, he's here and he's ready. You do realize you took the title off of me, not Nate, right? Yeah. I'm just, and it was, okay. and, and, and uh, that is a testament to how easy it was to do. Wow. You know, Nate was here last week, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all but right. he wasn't really into it. I think we can all agree with that. He, he made that very I'm, clear up. Right. But, Shawnee, you're helping Chuck. It's Chuck. We don't, we don't help him here. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So we are going to start the game this week with the champion, as loath as I am to do it, because as you point out, it is Chuck. But them's the rules. And as Erica has returned, we are going to follow them to the best of our ability. Um, good luck. Chuck, you got three categories to choose from. We've got news and notes around the ring. Around the ring, news and notes. Wow. That's rude. That was rude. That's good. That was rude. It was very rude, but he has no points to I take. Should, so we're going to have to. I think I should get a point stand. for that. That's cool. You do not get a point for Chuck's rudeness. All right, Chuck. The WWE announced this week that they've signed a deal to bring a new show to this popular streaming platform. Uh, at least I assume it's popular. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a big anime fan, Shawnee? I am not. You're talking about Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll it is. One point. Who's excited to finally see the follow-up to the classic 19... What was it? 1982, 1983? <laughs> Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling? Yes. Oh yes. Gosh. Only if they keep the Hulk song from the intro to Rock and Wrestling and then just put anime over it. 
then then yeah fantastic i don't you know i don't know there's been wrestling anime uh because of course there is wrestling in japan there was a tiger mask anime uh you see lots of uh gifs online of little schoolgirls german suplexing uh anything in the site uh i don't know how the wwe is gonna fare as an anime but you know more power to them try it out who knows we might end up with something very entertaining it could go one of two ways. It's either going to be what you just said, very entertaining, or it's going to be, why the hell are we doing this? Because they have nobody behind the scenes who understands how to do it right, sure. how to do it well. And you know what? Even at times, and I'm going to throw this out here, do it without being offensive. So I'm just throwing that one out there too, because I don't know behind the scenes that they have the right people that I know of, maybe maybe they have plans i don't we'll see uh but i don't know that they have the right people to put together an anime especially with the some of the writing decisions that we see in wwe at time and in wrestling in general without being somewhat at some point offensive somewhere down the line so it's a couple worries i have or it could it could be done very well if they hire the right people to do it Maybe. Uh, I think you're onto something. They definitely don't want to use any of the writing team that they have currently for our SmackDown for this. Right. Uh, but maybe that's why they kept the pirate princess around. Maybe if they use like uh, her and Asuka's a huge anime fan, Xavier Woods and, right. and Kofi. Like, Xavier your, Woods needs to produce this damn thing. Use all exactly your anime produce. fans that you have in house to, you know, kind of quality control this thing. I think Kevin Dunn's camera work makes more sense in anime than it does in professional wrestling. <laughs> that is a fantastic point. Oh, I can't wait man. to see an animated Cesaro swing with the zooming in and out that makes me seasick. That's oh, my great. gosh. All right. Erica, any comments on uh, potential uh, WWE anime? You know, I didn't even think about the the potential to be offensive. I just thought it's either going to be kind of cool or, or Camp WWE. Remember that gem from uh, the network? Yeah, 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 exactly, guys. WWE so, story time. I didn't hate uh, Camp WWE. I was surprised they didn't market it more. Like you would have thought that there would have been like some kind of little toys of the child child version of the wrestlers that would have yeah, really they, helped to pump that thing but because they were trying to make it like an adult show they didn't want to make toys they painted themselves into a weird corporate well, corner and that was the problem they made it more of an adult show the adults said this is bullshit it's already an adult show so you can't now market it to the kids so now we just have a bad idea <laughs> exactly Nate the right. hates speaking through Justin. I don't know. As, just... as if a spiritual fucking sucked. It, just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let he me haunts, he haunts the podcast Sorry. like a ghost. Let, let's throw it over to Nate. This is fucking bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Everything about it's going to suck. I don't oh understand God. why they're doing this. Uh, back to you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Nate the hate everybody. All right, Chuck, for two points in the yeah. around the ring category, Violent by Design was slated to wrestle at Impact Revolution, but their leader, Eric Young, suffered an injury, forcing a last-minute replacement to be added to the team. For two points, who was that replacement? Was the name W. Morrissey? It was, and who is W. Morrissey? Have you seen this man before? I believe I have, and I know that he is not S-A-W-F-T. I'm talking, of course, about Big Cass. That is correct. Two points to Chuck. What do we think about his return? You know, they sort of Enzo and Cass both left in disgrace at a time when disgrace was sort of uh, at an all time high in terms of trending 
issues. Um, is Big Cass someone that you want to see back? Is this a redemption story that you think can be had? I personally think so. Um, I think in the in the era we live in, I'm not going to call it the era of cancel culture, but that's what I'm inferring. In the era that we do live in, I think there are opportunities for people to change their behavior and continue their life and possibly have a redemption arc. And I would hope that uh, Big Cass is one of those people that we can get that out of, possibly even Enzo to a degree. Uh, I hope that they don't immediately put Enzo with him within the next like two months. I hope if, you know, if that's inevitably going to happen at some point, make that as long as possible before you go back to something like that. I, I think, think that's even, fair. I think that even outside of offensive big cast and such, I, I think he's hit a ceiling and I think he has a ceiling um, that isn't moving much. I, 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 he looks great. Um, don't let the guy talk because he's sure. just not good on the mic. Um, and certainly be careful with the graphic you put under him so that that's fair or that you put behind him on the screen. We don't want him walking forward. Big and ass. Big ass. <laughs> big ass. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, I think he, he APA as a wants to see guy, that chunk. They're that's always fair. pounding ass. So it makes sense. <laughs> hey, uh, I think, you know, in the midst of everything that happened with big cast and WWE, uh, we found his ceiling and his ceiling is him being solo. I think he's only going to be over outside of just a, obviously a return, a debut at a pay-per-view is always going to be a, a pop. Um, but from here on out, I don't think he's successful unless he has Enzo with him. Uh, and do we want to see, does everyone want to see Enzo? I don't know. But if Big Cass is going to work, it has to be with Enzo no matter what promotion uh, he's in. I don't think he can work as a singles guy for multiple reasons. Do you think he's strictly an enforcer? Yeah. As far as, you know, archetypes? Sure. Like, you yeah, know, something make, like that. Make him Eric Young's enforcer, essentially. Yeah. The enforcer role, fine. As, you know, Enzo's, like, I thought it was a perfect role for him to back up the, the little guy who can't shut his mouth. Sure. Perfect. And that's where he needs to stay, whether it's as a heel with Eric Young, as a face with Enzo. Uh, I don't, again, we found his ceiling and he's not going to break through it. Erica, what do you think about him as a redemption run? And also, I mean, can't you recreate that sort of pairing with anyone other than Enzo? I think, uh, second qu yeah, question first, I think he's so intrinsically tied to Enzo that trying to recreate it, I don't know if you're going to necessarily get the same magic. Um, however, to kind of echo what Chuck said, you know, I wouldn't, I'd say it's more consequences culture, not cancel culture. I can agree with that 100%. Uh, when, I'm sorry, when people mess up royally, yeah, um, or, or just, you know, mess up in a varying level of ways, um, people should be held accountable and there should be consequences for actions uh do i believe in redemption and second chances of course i do um and i hope he has learned his his, his many lessons and has done the work um you know it's it's kind of too late to tell right now let's see how it plays out um definitely you know i unfortunately couldn't tune into impact last night i was covering the Oscars for work, which was a real hoot. Um, yeah, but I'm sure. I, I'm sure you were much happier there. I, oh yes, uh, um, <laughs> but but seeing seeing the tweets come in, and I'm like, well, how about that? Look at him. Yeah, you know, I mean, he looks good. I, he, he, he looks, looks fantastic, great. and there's there's always going to be 
space in any promotion for big guys. That's yeah. just what wrestling is. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's gotten his stuff together and um, you know, get a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, can we all agree that Impact is probably the best place for him to be right now? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes that may, it makes a ton of sense for for him to be there. But I think uh, also Impact, if they're not careful, are going to run into the AEW problem we harp on every week of like. You only got a two hour show and you can only put so much content on Twitch and yeah. don't, don't overstuff your roster with set, you know, with names that people recognize. Well, and I will say though, with impact, I'm, I don't think they're close to that issue that, and I'm talking more on the men's side of things. They have a lot of talent that just doesn't work in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so they have room to bring some notable guys in who got cut somewhere else, who hasn't worked somewhere else because they also have, and this is why impact is such a great place for any free agent to go. They have the option to, Hey, this week we're going to surprise everyone on AEW because they have that uh, relationship going on. And for that's sure. what that, that that's where the AEW relationship is helping impact so much is because even if you don't have a spot for them on the current storyline on the show, Hey, we're going to throw you over and you're, you're going to invade dynamite this week. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that. That's something that probably Samoa Joe will do at some point this summer. Oh, I hope so. All right, Chuck, the big three point question. And I just want to remind everybody that points can be had for comedic answers. Fair. All right. All right. During commentary this week, Jim Ross came with a name drop that really intrigued me. Uh, this man uh, was known for his Irish whip and won both the National Wrestling Association title as well as the American Wrestling Association title in 1935. Who was this favorite son of Cork County, Ireland that Jim Ross mentioned on this week's oh, AEW Dynamite? I remember when this happened and I knew it was going to end up being a question <laughs> and it just completely dropped out of my mind. You got five. AEW was in one ear and out the other. I will give Justin the opportunity to catch up to me and tie the game. I don't know. No points for comedy. Justin no Valentine, who are we talking so, about? You said Irish, so I want to go Hornswoggle. <laughs> but it said it, it entertained you, but 1935? <laughs> what was it? It's the inventor uh, of the Irish whip. I don't even know that he invented it. I just know he used it a lot. You imagine Farmer the Burns. Irish... <laughs> no, Farmer Burns had the big old neck. He didn't invent the Irish whip. I, I will say I did do some research hoping to find evidence of a match between Farmer Burns and this man who is not Hornswoggle, although I think that's probably <laughs> worth a point, Erica. What do you think? Eh, why not? I'm not particularly impressed, but she's giving you the point, Justin. So I, it, it was it was funny. It could be funnier, but it's it okay. could have been funnier. But I was also focused on actually legitimately trying to. Yeah, yeah. What timing Sean and delivery are never going to be good, Erica. We have to accept that. Oh. Uh, the answer was <laughs> wow. Dano O Mahoney. Dano oh, O Mahoney, oh, Mahoney. Uh, died at the age of fifty in a car crash in his. Uh, oh in well, his that's not county. funny at all. Yeah, well, well we just wow, took a lot. Shit just got real, uh, real no. dark. No pun intended, but you turned left on that one. Uh, I, do, I hate to break it to you, but the 1935 champion had to die somehow. Yeah. <laughs> 1935. <laughs> wow. It's I would, 2021. I would just, he's dead. Get over it. Like 
I would hope it's from old age. Yeah, <laughs> just like, well, he I, died in a car I would crash. hope it's because he's, he's pushing 100. Like, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Imagine if that was his finisher back in 1930. The car crash? <laughs> no, the oh Irish whip. You awful, awful man. The Irish whip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, after oh, one uh, round, uh, where do yeah. the points stand? <laughs> well, after that car crash of a round, yeah. we got Chuck in the lead with three points. Eric Justin, gets a point for an excellent segue. Thank you. Uh, uh, even though I'm not competing for anything, but just a, 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 for posterity reasons. I'll give her a, a point, point too. Give me. her two. Give her two. You guys, you guys, you guys are so, you're just, you're just too Sweet. We I can't hit that high week. note, so never mind. Chuck has got his three points. Justin has one point. He will start off round two. All right. Justin, which category do we have? Uh, we have uh, Smacked Raw, which of course is uh, Raw and SmackDown, and we have the midweek meet of NXT Ooh, and AEW. I love it. I That's love it. nice. I love it. Well done. Fantastic, oh. man. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go midweek meat because I wanted to say meat. You know, like I loved it. Is it is it M E A T? Of course it is. All right, awesome, is. awesome. You know, yeah. That could be. Hey, Chuck, you and I. Listen, we both have our girls. We can use that. You know, in the way. Yo, you want some midweek meat? Come on over. Like it's a pickup. No, line. no. <laughs> as a as no. a woman and as your friend, it's to your she's, partner. No, she's no. She's trying to make sure that you ever ever see sex again by yeah, stopping you from asking if I your appreciate girl that. wants midweek me. I, I, as, <laughs> as, someone who's a, as someone who's a fan of both of your ladies, no. No. Just don't. To, be Just fair, don't. to be fair, we go... Smacked raw in midweek meat. I mean, come on. It does, it does go well together. It does go well the, together. The show's getting filthier every week. Or I fun. Don't know what you're talking about, Chuck. <laughs> All right, Justin. In setting up the bookends for NXT, Kyle O'Reilly's opening monologue was interrupted by Cameron Grimes, who offered to represent him with this new nickname. Oh, fuck. Oh, was it a... (laughs) Fuck. I remember this. You got five. NXT being on Tuesday. Now it's too far away from Monday. I think you even Uh, tweeted about it. Yeah. I did. What did I say? <laughs> All right, time is up, cool, sir. Cool, do, cool, do, Kyle. Cool, cool, something. Erica, how are we going to rule this? Cool guy. I, well, I don't. First of all, I don't know the answer, and I'm not looking at the questions. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I, um, I yield to you. I, did I, he I, get? I feel like he had burnt his five, and I had passed it along to Chuck, and then he tried to just squirrel an answer out there. Which is really a rookie move, right? Well, like once your time is, is you, up, you act like a goddamn your time's professional. Up, do you have an answer? That's usually the, the whatever. Give it a chance. What's your answer? What's your answer? Cool. I, I said, "Cool, Duke." Don't talk to me like that. Cool, Duke, Kyle. <laughs> That's not exactly correct, Chuck. Do you have a better answer? Cameron Grimes was looking to take Kyle O'Reilly to the moon with his new name, Cool Kyle. Cool, cool. Kyle. Simple as Kyle. that. Man, Simple as that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give Chuck the point for this one. That's fine. That's fair. Um, cool, Kyle. We fans. <laughs> I, I am. I, it's really strange. It's on one hand, cool, Kyle, 
is the guy in the Undisputed Era that we've all enjoyed playing yeah. his belt like a guitar and just like eating up the scenery behind Adam Cole while he cuts these really intense promos. It's really strange to see Cool Kyle as the focus. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it works, but I still love him. It's a little bit like if when they turned Big E into a singles competitor, if he still continued to give you the giant eyes and make the really weird, uh, you know, sexual connotations and then just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll have to wait and see personally so far week one fan of cool Kyle. Yeah, I love it. I, I you know I said something on Twitter that Shawnee was not a fan of, and maybe a lot of people not a fan of, but I think this is what orange Cassidy should be, should have been. I think this is a better version of what Orange Cassidy is trying over in AEW. Uh, I, I, I think it's funny. I think it's, you know, I, I think it's a lot more catchy than what Orange Cassidy does. I think if what Orange Cassidy does was every now and then, sure. But the fact that it's that 24-7 and that's it, it's just, it's annoying. And I know it's meant to annoy his opponents, but it's annoying in not a, an entertaining way. I think it's funny. Um, I think he is has a lot more uh, personality than we, a lot of people probably realize because of the undisputed era. I love it. I'm a fan. Erica, do you have any opinion on uh, Poochie O'Reilly? <laughs> well, I don't know about, well. about them, but uh, I, let me tell you after the uh, shenanigans about uh, orange Cassidy, what say you and me, Shawnee fine where Justin lives and TP his house. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So, well, here's the thing. I, okay. Uh, admittedly, I, I have not tuned in. Once again, I've been kind of semi off the wrestling grid the past week and a half. Kayfabe. So I, I, I am not, uh, I am not privy to cool Kyle's shenanigans. I am eager to check them out. Um, and I will judge for, for myself when I do see them, but to, uh, that is, that is a bold ass statement to say that cool Kyle is what orange Cassidy, uh, should be. So I, I bold, I'm not going to judge it yet, Sure, but bold. And I get it, but I think for me, he's a more outgoing version of orange Cassidy, which helps you understand it more and love it more. Because there's also a part of me that is like, did they get this guy this character because he can't actually cut a good promo? Is that what it is? Maybe, possibly, right? I think except they created the character in the indies. Yeah, and I, right. That's what I'm saying, though. Did, did this character come about? Go ahead, Chuck. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I think that the the characters are separate, different, completely different characters. However, um. I also think it was absolutely intentional for cool Kyle to be wearing a jean jacket and a yes. white t-shirt yep. and come out with a pair of sunglasses, 100%. Uh, whether that's, whether that's on the production side or whether that's literally him going like, well, kids love that orange Cassidy guy. If I give them something like orange Cassidy, I'm, I've already got my foot in the door. <laughs> Some old man, that orange, that orange Cassidy fella, he's that orange like, Cassidy fella, he's going to be like disco. He's going to be a big he, deal. A big deal. I'm going to try that out. <laughs> Nate, a big fan of disco Inferno. I understand. Uh, that's oh, what it looks boy. like. On By Twitter. the way. Woo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to Nate, the hate getting, uh, getting a whole bunch of hate on Twitter. So oh yeah. Specifically from disco Inferno. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, and let's throw it over to Nate to see how he feels about Kyle Riley. Well, I haven't watched fucking NXT in weeks. I can't sit through that show. It's just the whole production value is just bullshit. Uh, so, no, I didn't watch it. Um, you know, might as well just call him up. That's what they do. They just ruin superstars over there. Back to you, Shawnee. Thank you, Nate. All right, uh, Chuck, you have stolen this round, and so you get the two-point question here. The resemblance uh, is uncanny. Go ahead. I thought that uh, this week's NXT highlighted their strong women's division and commitment to their Japanese performers. Uh, Kushido had the open challenge with Oni Larkin, who every time I see him come out, I think is threatening to stick his finger in my bum hole. Uh, <laughs> I did a very solid professional wrestling match, and we got uh, the in-ring debut of this Jos- Joshi wrestler who defeated Zoe Stark. Is it, was, is it pronounced Soraya? Um, it is not. That is not okay. exactly the case. No, I'm okay. Afraid it no, is I, not. I, I know I'm on the dartboard, but I'm not yeah, where I close. need to be. So I'll, I'll throw it to Justin. Justin, what, what do you got? You're close, and I'm not confident either off the top of my head. I don't think it's as difficult as we think. I think it's just, isn't it just Saray? It is just Saray. Okay. Nice. Uh, what what did you think of her debut? You know the the Joshi wrestling is interesting, right? We saw the yeah. we saw the tournament uh, from AEW a few months back, where we really saw the sort of slow motion pantomime of Joshi wrestling. This is definitely much more of the American style. Yes. Um, what do you think? I, I love I love it. You know, it, it gives us a different vibe on the NXT women's division, but also keeps it good. Uh, you know, that women's division has been good, at least when you're looking at this just the wrestling of it forever and ever like way back to obviously Becky Sasha and all of them it's always been the wrestling has been top notch and this is just a different level of it that'll keep the NXT women's division at that level you know you got Raquel Gonzalez now with the title um surprised to see Io Shirai is sticking around for now in NXT uh, I thought that she would be on the move after losing the title but it looks like she's gonna be in a some type of story with Frankie Monet but Overall, though, I think, again, it's just another good level of it, and it's going to keep the women's division relevant uh, in the wrestling industry. I uh, I think NXT this week uh, basically was the perfect, like, every flavor of what you want out of a division when it comes to the women's division. You had that amazing match between a wrestler whose name I now understand is Saray um, and and her her opponent, which was I, – I love getting Joshi wrestlers in with – our American wrestlers or even, you know, getting the wrestlers from Australia, like the Iconics or Rhea Ripley and stuff. Like I love getting to see all of the styles mesh together, whether it's the UK style or the strong style or Japanese Joshi style. Um, I really appreciated the entertainment value of Indy Hartwell as I have over the last couple of weeks. That is yeah. the, that is the pinnacle of my NXT watching experience is what is Cameron Grimes going to do? And how is this Indy Hartwell Dexter Loomis thing going to turn out? What, what, yeah turn are they going to give me of it this week? Cause uh, watching her and Candice Lurie, watching Candice Lurie get beat up by the tag champs and apparently get a swirly in the bathroom. We didn't get to see it, but they beat her into the bathroom and then she came out looking pretty disheveled. Um, yeah, it was, it was. And then, you know, getting to see the actual seriousness of Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez, who will probably be feuding, um, you know, the, about how like I'm, I'm, I'm a killer kind of seriousness oh, yeah. of it was really cool too and i did enjoy finding out eo shrai is a cat person not a dog person not everyone's perfect yeah <laughs> now i don't like eo shirai I'm like, great great i liked her before too. 
All also, right. I grew up, I grew up allergic to cats, so mm. so fuck. I em. just don't like them. <laughs> they know what they did. No, fuck them. Nature's little sociopaths. Well, yeah. I can't, I can't argue that. <laughs> not not at all. All right, Justin. Here's your chance to uh, to make a big move here. The uh, the third question in the midweek meet category. Hangman Page opened dynamite this week, putting an end to the eight match win streak of absolute Ricky Starks. What does this bring the Cowboys' current win streak to? Ooh, good question. Um, this is tough for me because I hate that AEW does records and stats, and I, to the point that I don't even pay attention to it. To, for the most part, but it's there. Um, I'm going to say this is a guess. 13. That is correct. Oh! <laughs> How about that? That was that. Yeah, that was as guess as much of a guess I've ever given on the show. Nice job. Thank you. So that, how, how, go ahead. I was gonna say, where's the back of that cheese? It's thing that says, "Well, that's cheese's box." It says, "Well played." You deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Is he right there? There you go. Yeah, I saw it earlier. There you go. All right, so uh, Hangman Page clearly working his way up the up the ladder. Um, is this the right time to be working your way up the ladder, or are you going to be running into the belt collecting buzzsaw? It's it's a it's tough to say with AEW because of what we've said about AEW. There's too much going on. There really is. So it's really tough to say if it is the right time because do you really want to take any other titles off of Kenny Omega right now? You, you brought over Christian Cage. You have all of Team Taz. You got a free agent like Samoa Joe that you know damn well is at least going to show up in Impact, which means he's going to show up in AEW because he's too big of a name to just be an Impact. Um, it, it's tough for any superstar right now to try to get a push. You could tell that Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara have been sat down and said, Hey, you're our future, but that's not for a few years. So you just got to be okay with being the mid card, being the background, you know, and I saw that with Ricky Starks casually taking that loss, they've really took the steam off of a potential Sammy Guevara push uh, because they have so much going on too much going on. Uh, so, and for a guy like Adam Page, that sucks because normally I would say, yeah, push him, but I don't know if I want to see him get pushed. And now Miro wants a title, so now you got that going on. So, this is too much going on. Do you, does anyone think would the show be better if they opened it with like maybe a two minute almost like Sports Center where they ran down the card, went through everyone's records, and sort of made it a little more ritualistic in presenting that sports angle that they? they have included in the DNA of the thing, but don't really ever relate to the fans. I think that's a fantastic idea to, you know, I mean, you can always, you can go on their website or you can go on Twitter and you can find out what the records are for the top five and who's up for what belt or something like that. But I think it would be, and this is coming from somebody that absolutely hates it in hour three of Raw when they show us what happened in hour one. But literally, if midway through the show, you were like, hey, here's the standings for this particular title or before, you know, a segment with a title holder. Be like, here's the standings for who's eligible for the tag team titles before we talk to the Young Bucks. That would I think that would be fantastic. I mean, if you're going to roll with that, sure. But I'm just not a fan of having this sports 
angle. I don't think it works, especially talking as a sports guy. I don't think it works for a scripted show, period. I don't think it does. I think I we're taking too much away from the story. I'd rather see good stories, right? Not just, oh, we're giving, you know, Darby Allen's random TNT title matches. Why? Because so-and-so has a good record, but they haven't done anything or been in a story with Darby Allen. But for some reason, Jungle Boy's getting the fucking title shot. It doesn't make sense to me. I'd rather see good stories being told leading you to want, these title matches. You want um, feuds. Yeah, I want feuds. I want that that builds a, a story of a title match, a main event, a pay-per-view match a lot more than, oh, wow, this guy's 14 and two and this guy's 13 and one and they get to fight. I don't care about that. If right. there's no story there, I don't care about that. So, I mean, if you're going to roll with the records, sure, the Sports Center vibe could help it but i i think they need to cut that completely the rankings got to go the records have that have got to go tell some good stories all right i I mean i i think you know both chuck and justin really bring up some really interesting and valid points with the whole ranking system i do if they're going to roll with rankings and keep that a a part of just the, the show and and the promotion itself um, I think it's great to ha- include that in kind of like the the um, you know the kickoff rundown of the show when you know you have Jr. who now says every week it's Wednesday you know sure. and you know what that means which is which is which honestly it it, it it's always a, that's always a fuzzy moment for me um, yeah. as an aside um, but they like, they always usually like run down the card or what's going on on the show you know after that moment and if they if the standings are pertinent to that then i think that's great um the thing the to me the the standings are or the rankings or whatever you want to call them are a good way to facilitate matches without always having to do some sort of storytelling segment sure you can you know you can you can kind of shoehorn more wrestling into the wrestling program as opposed to some sort of skit or whatever you know you know, backstage or what have it's, you. Instead uh, of having to have writers every week come up with a reason for like, okay, why are these two going to fight this week? Right. Yeah. That that doesn't make, you know, the, the whole aspect of, of the rankings um, good or whatever, but I feel like it's, it is an easy way to figure out some sort of, you know, pairings, some sort of card to where, you know, they're, they're not, uh, you're not, you know, coming up with things like why such and such mad at such and such. Ah, well, they poisoned his burrito, you know, we're we're avoiding things like that. Um, You know, they, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. They only got two hours of of airtime and and it's not perfect, but um, you know, and and at the same time, they want to make it a little different from, from the fed, so, I mean, right. they're trying something. It's not perfect. I will sure. readily admit that. But to me, I feel like that's why they have the rankings to kind of cut down on any sort of, you know, airtime for feuds and whatnot. And they can just launch into something. So I, I think the one thing, the couple things I'll say to that is number one, and it's something we've all said already in this is a, they don't focus on it enough if that's the point of it. And True. number two is we've watched wrestling for years and years and years, whether you're WCW, whatever it is where matches just happened because the general manager, or whatever booked the matches, we didn't need a story. Sometimes a Monday night, raw, a SmackDown, whatever, just had these two going at it because that's what was booked. 
You know what I mean? And we didn't need a story that because we understood that that's the vibe of wrestling. They just show up and do the show and they have these matches. Sometimes there's a story. Sometimes it's because that's what the general manager booked for tonight. And that's what they have to do. I don't think we need it in wrestling. And I think we've lived so long without it to prove that we don't need it, that clearly this isn't working. So to me, they shouldn't force it. Speaking of general managers, shout out to uh, Sonya Deville for getting shit done over on SmackDown. Adam Pearce really needs to step up and just make the goddamn matches instead of seeing what he can do. But here's the, th- I want the well, I don't want to get into WWE, but man, she's the one that says, "Oh, I gotta speak with Roman Reigns. He's the head of the table." Yeah, so, she get shit done. Oh, sorry, we went right into Smack Brawl. We left, <laughs> we, we, we left our midweek meet and went to Smack Brawl. Got Hold a tight excited. before we get to Smack Brawl, Erica. Where are the points? It is a tight game. We got Justin with six points, Chuck with four. Chuck will kick off round three, which, as we all know by now, is smacked raw. <laughs> this show is so filthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight game. The midweek needs smacked raw. Okay, so first of all, that's at least a proper turn of phrase. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. You made that dirty, that sir. I did that not. I did good. not. The midweek meat is tight. It's I cool. saw it in your eyes. <laughs> Chuck, this week's SmackDown featured the long-awaited return of this one-fall show favorite who debuted a new twist on his character in an intriguing vignette. Who was it? Alistair Black! Yes, shadow puppets, uh, some yes. glasses, yeah. reference spooky to the dragon. Bullshit. Bop, 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 bop. Spooky bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm in for it. Somebody, uh, I was watching SmackDown kind of on a tape delay, so I was about 10 or 15 minutes behind, and one of my friends texted me. I was like, so does all, do, does everybody have puppets now? Bray Wyatt's got puppets. Friggin' Alexa Bliss has a puppet. Now friggin' Aleister Black has puppets. And 15 minutes later, I saw it. I was like, I mean, there's shadow puppets. It's not like he's got a friggin' funhouse or anything like that. Yeah. It's a different flavor of spooky bullshit. Yeah. I think Alistair Black is someone that works. I don't know why we keep do, we keep redoing this with him. Vignettes, he's going to debut at some point. You know, he's done this what two other times already where he appears on the screen for weeks and weeks and weeks with with segments and promos and then he shows up. He's fantastic in the ring. People love him and then they just say, "Yeah, this isn't working." And then they send him back and they repackage him. Uh I think this works. I think, yeah, I think it seems like a character that he can pull off. It's early. Um, so I hope it doesn't end up dumb, but it's also on SmackDown. So that gives me some hope. Uh, so yeah, I love Alistair Black. I hope this works. And he's got a lot more uh, props this time around. He's not just in a chair in a black room somewhere in the back. Right. He's got candles, a lot more editing. He's got a comfy little uh, love seat. He's got yeah. a book. Yeah. He's got a book. He's oh got my a god! Book. He got yeah, his dude. eye back. He's not wearing the patch anymore. Yeah, he's got he got some, his... some like serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer glasses he wears yeah. for reading his book. See, and this is something that if they didn't get rid of Zelina Vega, they could use their real life relationship for this character because she could pull off a character like this. Oh yeah, yeah. she could be spooky too. It'd be fun. Absolutely, yeah. All right, all right. Question number two in the Smack Draw category. We had just one more week of retribution as Mason T-Bar faced Braun and Drew McIntyre only to have their masks torn off, Chuck, to reveal that Mason T-Bar were who all along? <laughs> <They> were, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all along. <laughs> two point? 
It was Dio for one point. It was Dio Madden. And for the other point, it was Dominic Dijakovic. All right. For one additional point, Chuck, which one is which? Uh, <laughs> oh, Dio Ooh, Madden good question. Is, Dio Madden is the one with the dreads. No, 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 or no, with no, the, no, the braids. No, that's not. I don't think that's what he's asking. No, no. Which one? Dio Madden was, was T-Bar or Mace? Dio Madden was Mace. Right, I have no idea what the correct T-bar. answer is, so you get a bonus point, Chuck. <laughs> Thank God Son of a that retribution out, is This over. game is close, too close to be handing out bonus points. <laughs> he didn't. He doesn't even know what the answer is. He's not giving them to me. Yes, he did. He said you just no, got one. No, you get one. the point. You get the point. Oh, all right. Thank you. Yeah, you I, I, I don't know the answer, point. and I assume Erica doesn't See, I think either. I should get the point. He didn't even know. Just, I did just, all that work. Just full honesty here. Dio Man was he was right. Dio Man was Mace. That's right. Dijakovic was T-Bone. That's right. I'm trying to steal points out from oh. under me. Uh, yeah, you know what? Thankfully, the, the sooner we get every member of Retribution under a different character name, whether it's their name or it's a different character, bring Mia Yim back, for God's sake. She's a fantastic women's wrestler. I don't care where you put her. She's going to be great. Yeah. Um, and and wasn't Austin Theory one of them? No. Was he? Oh, no, what? I can't remember the last Slapdick. I don't remember the last. No. Yeah, Slapdick was a different <laughs> slap dude. Slapnuts can, uh, I don't know. He could be Jeff Jarrett's uh, lackey <laughs> from now on. I, that's, it's fine. Um, you know, yeah, no, I, everything you just said is 100% factual. The other thing I want to bring up about this, because we complained about this last week when it comes to we broke up the her business only to have now these two show up for Bobby Lashley. The one sign of you know optimism for me is the fact that MVP is speaking that he has nothing to do with these two attacking Drew McIntyre. So the potential, if they dive into that and they actually stick with that and they are actually working for somebody else, I don't know who, that also gives me hope because I don't want to see these two with Bobby Lashley. So if these two are actually working for someone else and Bobby Lashley and MVP have nothing to do with it, that gives me hope. I just don't know if it's a swerve or not. And neither do they. That's the fun <laughs> of WWE. There. Erica, you had something? No, no, I was actually just waving. Oh, you were to, just... Yeah, I was waving. Okay. No, I was waving right. no, glory. I, so... I was, we're just waving was, to each other. Yeah. I was about to lead into the mic and say, do you want me to want to watch me take all the hope away from uh, Justin? I want here? you to pull your mouth away from that mic for sure. Yeah. <laughs> do y'all want I me, agree. Do you all want to watch me take all the hope away from Justin here? Yes. Don't this say is, it. This is a uh, this is a tried and true wrestling trope, and the last time we saw it was when Paul Heyman said he had nothing to do with the Shield stopping Ryback from beating up CM Punk, and then <gasps> CM Punk didn't know about it, but he absolutely had everything to do with the Shield beating up Ryback to save CM Punk. I know, I know. So uh, if this goes just... the way most wrestling stories go, yeah, MVP knows exactly what's going on here. Yeah, but there's uh. There's other instances where there was someone else above MVP that, uh, you know, just wanted the title as well. I don't if, know. If I Be- flip the coin and it lands heads nine yeah. out of 10 times, I'm guessing yeah. heads. But one thing I'll say too with the Aleister Black debut, it seems like, and it's not a good thing, but it seems like they're dragging out debuts, returns <laughs> instead <laughs> of. You said dragon. That was the chapter <laughs> one of his book, The Dragon. Nice job. So dragging. Yeah, he said dragon. Just move on to the next question. I don't even want to say my point anymore. I Jeez. am with you 100%, Justin. I don't know what happened there. Um, all right, whoever this is for, Charlotte Flair got the main event spot on Raw this week. But uh, in what I thought was a decent swerve, she lost her match to Asuka. 
and uh, went on to beat a poor ref senseless twice while he was already down and other refs were trying to call she didn't go after them oh no she just kept kicking that poor man that was on the ground it's the same poor ref uh, apparently trying to um inflict permanent damage uh what was the resulting punishment for three points you have to get both components of this punishment correct uh she suspended indefinitely and find uh what was it like ten thousand dollars that is incorrect sir all right that's that's fine justin um suspended indefinitely is is correct uh the fine was the fine fifty thousand it was not. It was a one hundred thousand dollar fine. Was it really big oh. money? Yeah, 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 yeah. More WWE, money than I've ever seen. WWE economics. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I assume that she's going to get involved in the three way with Rhea Ripley and Oscar and win the title there. Does anyone else think that's what's going to happen? Yeah, I guess the kayfabe reason is she's got to get some dental work done. And there was a whole thing about uh, when after it happened, I guess Dave Meltzer said something on his radio show that was very untoward about like her having more work done than anybody in the WWE. And he's seen a lot of shit on Twitter for it. And I guess, you know, and rightfully so, honestly, yeah. I, it's I, I understand his point, but the way he articulated his point was very insensitive. His point was that uh, women have it even harder than the guys in an industry that is very visually based. And uh, I, I think that's an excellent point. But like I said, the way you articulated it was very clumsy. So, yeah, I mean, listen, we're males. Don't speak on the female body. Just no. period. Don't don't talk about any of that. Don't give your opinion on it. Uh, no, especially in that way. But just don't do it. Period. Uh, as for this, you know, this the writing of it. Normally, when they say indefinitely, that means it's going to be for a minute. I think it's going to be at least a month or two, right? Like when they use the term indefinitely, like Braun was out for what, two months when he was suspended, something like that. So that just, it, it bothers me because WrestleMania backlash is literally just a repeat of WrestleMania at this point. Um, yeah. Outside of probably Cesaro and Roman, uh, we're literally getting a repeat of WrestleMania for the most part. And that's not necessary to me, as much as I'm not a fan of Charlotte always being in the title picture, Rhea, Oscar Charlotte should have been at WrestleMania backlash period. A couple of rematches at a backlash, which is typically the post WrestleMania pay-per-view are inevitable or expected. But when the entire card starts to look like just a rehashed version of the card, we watched three or four weeks ago, then that's a problem. Yep. There's a, there's absolutely something underneath the surface in uh that's going on in raw and smackdown because you see for like two weeks now you've got a roster of let's say 60 people and you see 13 of them in a two-hour show and like so so wait that you you're not telling me that like two-thirds of your roster showed up today and you decided to not use them well i don't know about you guys we've complained before about multi uh segment matches Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, Daniel Bryan, four amazing wrestlers. Why do they get half the show? Yeah, that was bad. They got half what, four, the show. Three commercial breaks, was it? It was a four-segment match followed by the main events at the end of the second hour with, with those wrestlers. Like, right. You've got so much talent yeah. that we haven't yeah. even seen in two weeks. Right. And well, I love all four of those guys, but come on, man. The, well, and this is something I was saying before your horrible dragon joke. Uh, the It seems like 
they aren't instead of giving us all the debuts returns and whatever on the raw and smackdown after wrestlemania it seems like they might be sprinkling it in throughout the month because alistair black didn't show up until this past week Uh, and like you said there's a lot of people on the roster who just casually aren't on the show right now which could lead to some new storylines that are going to be presenting in the coming weeks new characters whatever it may be uh adam cole's casually just not around, right? Like, even if you go over to NXT, Finn Balor's just casually not around. Yeah. Uh, are they getting called up at some point this month or next month? Or are they going to show up in NXT doing something else? Uh, so I think, I don't know why, maybe it's because of the no fans. So they didn't want to make Raw after WrestleMania too crazy. It seems like they're dragging it out when it comes to the surprises, uh, you know, instead of putting it all on the first shows after WrestleMania. I applaud your articulation. There you go. All right. Very good. Very good, everybody. I'm tempted to throw a bonus point, a bonus question out here before we get to the final fall and see uh, if either of you can name the 1935 National Wrestling Association as well as American Wrestling Association uh, title holder. But uh, I don't know that that's really proper form for the game. Uh, Without points, can either of you name that man? Is this a callback? It is a callback. Is this the adventure of the Irish whip? That information that went in one ear and right out the other? <laughs> Will Mahoney? No, no, no. It's a Dano O Mahoney. Dano O. Yeah, Dano O Mahoney. The, uh, the only other famous Mah- uh, Mahoney I can think of is uh, from Balls um, Mahoney. Police Academy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was thinking Police Academy, not even Balls Mahoney. I, I, I'm like, I was Officer thinking Police Mahoney. Academy. That was, yeah. that was, yeah. Officer Mahoney. Classic. Good stuff. Good stuff. This is, this, is right. a, this is a Steve Gutenberg fan podcast. Hell yeah, <laughs> say, good thing. Yeah. Me and Chuck went straight to wrestling reference and Balls Mahoney. <laughs> Erica and Shawnee forgot this is a wrestling podcast for a second. <laughs> Actually, wait, quick. Shawnee, which is your f- favorite police academy? Ooh, man. I think I like, is three the one where they introduce uh, Sweet Chuck and... Uh... <laughs> It, Citizens on Patrol is the one I like. Yeah. Four. That's my favorite too. Yeah. Bob Goldthwait going, going from the, like the heel of the previous movies to being part of the Citizens on Patrol and being friends with the little nerdy guy. Like it's heartwarming. It's sweet. I, yeah, yeah. I will say, you know, uh, Police Academy 4 and Rocky 4, the peaks of those franchises, just saying. Ah. Excellent call. Excellent call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm yeah. glad that in both cases, I never got any further than the fourth movie then. That's good to know. It is. Yeah. It is, yeah. Star both Wars number- 4, not the best. No, unfortunately. Well, wait, no, Star Wars 4 is the original Star Wars. All right, we're not going there. All right, uh, where are the points stand, Erica? Uh, well, if I am correct, nobody got that last question because nope. they didn't get it in its entirety. So heading into the final fall, we have Chuck with eight points, Justin with six. I don't know what you have planned, uh, Shawnee, for this final fall, but uh, let's have at it. All right. We can do something a little different this week. Before we get to the final fall, Chuck, you are our champion. Yes. Give us a minute. Tell us either, you know, either cut a promo on your opponents oh, or wow. tell us something about wrestling that you wanted well, to like discuss. Well, I did mention earlier how much I'm enjoying Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell, but one thing I would like to complain about is that Impact Wrestling did have their pay-per-view 
this this past Sunday where we got to see Kenny Omega face off against Rich Swan, which is fantastic. But um, they are another company that has a lot of great talent that is not making the shows, not even just the pay-per-views, because they tape their shows in like chunks. So like they'll tape a whole month of shows in like one week and then nobody has to show up for work for the next three weeks. Um, and my girl, Rosemary, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, apparently in the pre-show this week she appeared in the pre-show. I don't. That was shocking to me. Yeah, not a not a fan of that. Not a fan at all. But hey, shout out to Danhausen and his new micro brawler, which you can get on Pro Wrestling Tees. Shout out to Danhausen. All right, Justin Valentine, you have one minute. Uh, Yeah, you know, Chuck, you brought up uh, Kenny Omega and Rich Swan, and and I said this. We were Chuck and I are actually going back and forth a little bit on Twitter. Shawnee, you got in on that as well. Uh, match was phenomenal. It was, you know, obviously the writing is great, adding the Kenny Omega's title. Um, you know, I feel like, and I said this on Twitter and I'll say it here, I feel like for the history-making match that it was, all the hype that it got, you should have built the story a little better to make me believe that Rich Swan actually had a chance. Because I even put it out there, uh, you know, over the weekend, like, or on Sunday early on, like, any chance Kenny Omega loses tonight? And I had a bunch of LOL, 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 LOL. Like no one. And then of course, Kenny Omega obviously won. Either A, build the story that way, or B, give me some type of swerve, big moment, have some AEW guys show up at the end of Rebellion, something to make it feel like a history-making match. Uh, it was a predictable match. The predictable result happened. Nothing spicy happened. And at that point, I feel like this could have been held for when Samoa Joe does show up. Let Samoa Joe go to Impact and take that world title and let it be Samoa Joe and Kenny Omega for the title because then I can believe that Samoa Joe might actually beat Kenny Omega. And I feel like the build would have been a little more fun, but the match was fantastic. They did nothing against Rich Swan, did a great job. I just, for the history making what it was, I feel like should have been a little more who's going to win vibe. And there was none of that. All right, Erica, before we head into the final fall, would you like to uh, say anything to our audience? Take as much time as you'd like before you give us the points and lead us into our into our final question. Uh, well, for starters, I like the fact that uh, Chuck and Justin were given one minute, and yet I have unlimited time. Uh, but I won't <laughs> but I won't take up uh, too much uh, of uh, time here. Um, I will say this. Um, you know, Hikaru Shida and Ty Conti had an outstanding match on Dynamite. And I, I, I thought just Ty Conti is just getting better and better every single match that I see her. Hikaru Shida is, is still just incredible and, and clearly, you know, you know, the leader. She is the champion of, of that division. Uh, she'll be facing off Britt Baker. Um, I don't know if it is this week on Dynamite or how they're working that out, but like Britt Baker is She's ranked number one in the division. Sorry, Justin, but it is true. That is what's happening. I don't know if Britt Baker is going to dethrone Hikaru Shida. I don't know what's going to happen, but if Hikaru Shida manages to hold the title, I hope that this is then the opportunity to take somebody from the Impact Women's Division and bring them over to face Hikaru Shida. I, you know, I've said for multiple weeks now that I am waiting for the crossover between those two women's divisions. I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting antsy and I'm getting impatient and I want to see it. So I hope that this will be the catalyst to make that happen. But as with everything in wrestling, we just have to wait and see. So does, does Nate get 60 seconds? 
Uh, no, but uh, if you'd like to give Nate a few seconds, feel free. Oh, no. You know, I didn't, I just, I didn't watch any wrestling. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. You know, I just, you know, it's just so fucking horrible that I just, I, I can't get myself to sit down. I might put it on in the background, you know. There are certain matches that were fine, you know. The Ro- Roman Reigns always has my attention. But other than that, man, it's just so bad. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It is mind-blowing. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. All right, Erica, where do the points lie as we go into the final question? Uh, we, well, we already kind of covered that, but we'll cover it again. Please, it's okay. please. Why the hell not? Because uh, honestly, I forgot and I had to look. Me this too. Up. I didn't catch that. <laughs> You're like, shit. Uh, Justin, you have six points. Chuck has eight. Still very much anyone's game, I believe, as we head into the final fall. All right. All right, gentlemen. So we've um, discussed sort of in depth last week about how uh, there are some cracks showing in AEW's armor. And one of the, the, the things that I noticed Justin keeps saying, Nate keeps referring to, is the fact that they only have two hours and they have so much talent. Yes. Well, they do, in fact, have two Internet shows, and we sort of were questioning how many people watch those shows. Okay. I can tell you that uh, Dark Elevation number one, uh, which it was... Uh, well, right now, as we're recording this, episode seven is playing to give you some context. So Dark Elevation number one has a total of 1,172,553 views nice. going into the recording of this show. Last week's episode, episode six, had how many views without going over, rounded off to the thousands? How many thousands of people viewed episode six as we began this recording just before the introduction of episode seven? of AEW Dark Elevation. Chuck, you are the champ. We are going to start with... Wait, wait, you have the most points? I do. We give it to Justin, right? Justin gets the first crack, and then uh, um, Chuck, you have the chance to uh, snake it out from under him if he doesn't nail it exactly. I'm assuming it's gone up. You would hope it's gone up. Um, Well, keep in mind that total views expand over time. Right, sure. right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 2.2 million. All right, Chuck. Price is right. Rules. Mm. 1.9. All right. So last week's episode has a total of 402,000 views. You both went over. Wow. You both bust. Wow. Wow. wow that bad that's a that's a huge drop that's not good that, that's a that's massive drop but it's not a drop because we're looking at it in terms of what are the weekly ratings right so the weekly sure. ratings of w uh, aew is just over a million now that nxt is split and so yeah. the, the the ratings of aew elevation essentially four hundred thousand the week of release yeah look, look i i get YouTube's a thing and people think that this is the new way to go, but it's not. It's really not. You're asking too much of people to go out of their way, log on to YouTube to watch this stuff. It is obviously so much easier when you can just pull up your streaming service, turn on your TV and watch the show. So in my mind, if you're going to have a weekly show like this, there's no point to have it if you can't get it on TNT or whatever other channel that you can network that you could potentially work a deal with and i think that's that's the struggle they're going to deal with with this show and it's not really part of the storyline 
Okay, I would oh, Erica. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, to, I, I just had to. I, I would argue that, um, you know, with the uh, prevalence of smart televisions, uh, there is more often than not a YouTube app built into right. those TVs. So it's not terribly difficult to tune in. Sure. But I think, but I will say, you know, I mean, people aren't used to tuning into YouTube right. uh, to to watch wrestling. It is very much a different thing. Um, whether it long term it'll catch on, we don't quite know yet. It's not off to the best start. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, like you know, they have a lot of stuff that they need to kind of work out. Um, and, and they do have some storyline stuff that that carries over. Not a lot, but some. Um, but you know, they, they don't, they only have two hours on TNT. So you got to put that stuff somewhere and you got to give people the, the opportunity to wrestle and work stuff out, especially since, you know, there's, we're still living in the pandemic and there's no house shows. So it, yeah. is it ideal? No. Um, but it's, it's literally kind of their only option at this point. So it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, Chuck, you go. I mean, we discussed this a little bit last week, the idea that the reason that they put so much YouTube content out is because they're trying to make as massive a library as possible, as quick as possible. And I can understand that mentality, but I also, as much as I love Chris Statlander, as much as Orange Cassidy is great, like, I'm not going to inevitably go into your, um, your library at any point and watch all the Chris Statlander matches that were on AEW Elevation and AEW Dark. Like if it, and and part of that is because I'm more of a older wrestling fan. And if it didn't happen on TV, then, you know, I don't, if if it didn't happen in front of me live or on TV, then did it count? I don't think so. Kind of, kind of thing. But at the same time, more power to him, man. Like Erica was saying, you've only got so many options, especially in the world we live in now. And, um, I just think it's it's too much too fast, probably. I enjoy both the dark and the elevation show because I like the commentary teams a lot. Yeah. Um, and I just like, of course, the format. I've said this several times. I like the I, I like the DNA of AEW more than in WWE. So I, I really dig those shows. Yeah. Um, I was actually kind of surprised by how many people are watching. You know, I wasn't sure if it was going to be in the tens of thousands or the hundreds of thousands, right? Like sure. it's like Impact Wrestling. I have no idea how many people watch that show, but I imagine right. it's like seven, and they buy a lot of merch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chuck, you're the champ again. Uh, it's true. Yeah, we we both busted, so we didn't get them big ten points, which means for the you- second week in a row, the champ is. Here. You won by busting. Congratulations. Yeah, well, I beat you, didn't I? So what does that say Crazy. about you, man? Chuck in his second week, busting another win. That's right. And uh, I look to uh, hold this title with pride. And uh, I want to give Justin a shout out for giving me the best game he could possibly give me. Fair, fair. I don't know if I like that. Shout out. <laughs> and shout out to Dale Gass. Shout out to Dale Gas. Get him so, dump truck. <laughs> Seamus with his open challenge and uh, Umberto Carrillo came out this week. Exciting yeah, stuff. Yeah. Was, we we didn't know AJ and Omos. Nope. Like how many people in the Twitter world were excited about Omos and like, oh my God, they're treating him like a real giant. We're getting the real guy. And then we not even a sniff. Now I, I get Cena. that to protect, you know, you want to protect him as a real giant, but you don't have to protect AJ. 
You don't have yeah. to say, pretend this. And how does how does him not showing up after winning a title at WrestleMania protect him? That hurts him if anything. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's wild to me. Wild to me. Erica, do you have any other uh, odds and ends that you want to throw out? I know you didn't pay a ton of attention this week. You had a lot more important things to do. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, not necessarily important. They're just, you know, my job. So oh, I guess, yeah, it's important. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I'm food on I'm the just, table. I'm, I'm doing my best out here in these streets, you guys. Uh, I, like, I'm still kind of flying high on the fact that both of our favorite uh, Police Academy movies are is Police Academy 4. I think that's just... That's just nice to me. That's all. Let's let's end on a nice note because this has been a very nice podcast. Even though there's yes. been guest appearances from Nate the Hate, uh, it's been yeah. very breezy today. Up. It is very breezy today, so it, it's been nice. It's been real. All right, tell Erica everyone where they can find you on social media. Uh, everyone can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Banis. Chuck, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me doing the One Fall Show Super Universe mode with Nate and Will Cherry on Saturdays over at Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream. You can find me at my own Twitch stream, Chizuck, C-H-Z-U-C-K, playing Rock Band 3 on uh, Sunday afternoons with my wife. And uh, you can also find me on the Nerd Radio podcast and the Talk Horror to Me podcast. Shawnee, what's our latest Talk Horror to Me episode? It's been a minute since we recorded one. <laughs> Yeah, so the last one we recorded did, in fact, have our friend, professional wrestler, uh, Manly Jack Manly. Yeah. Uh, I have yet to release that episode. I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm struggling emotionally with the show. Maybe one day we can talk about it, Chuck. Okay, Uh-oh. sounds good. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, Justin, <laughs> where can people yeah. find you? I don't know Are why they ever- want to. Two-time loser, Justin Valentine, where can they find you online? I mean, you guys go from airing your dirty laundry and then you just slap me in the face. Like it's but, the chain of abuse, uh, sir. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean, if you want to find me, I'm, I'm a cool guy on social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, JV sports talk.com. Uh, and uh, the JV sports talk pay-per-view pod. Obviously we're in the break from pay-per-views for a minute. Mid-May we got WrestleMania backlash, which is basically WrestleMania part two. Wait, Come you over. didn't do a rebellion episode. No, sir, I did not. Wow. That means Un- I would have to cover all of Impact, and I am so not doing that. Unprofessional. I, don't let him. Don't let him just steal cool guy Carl. Uh, cool Kyle's gimmick. He is a nerd. If you're gonna follow <laughs> him, understand that when you do. Hey, listen, I'm a cool guy. Okay, come hang out with me. Me and Kyle. We'll be over at the bar. Nice. Make nice. it fun of Cameron <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Have fun, everybody. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Uh, you can find me at Shawnee Constant on Twitter. Uh, you can find me running the <laughs> at one fall show Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram at Shawnee.constant, where I put up drawings and occasional photos of my dilapidated house and garden. Erica, have you got any titles for us this week? Shawnee, where can people find you? <laughs> Edit that together. We can just put it all together. I'm like, no, leave that uncut. It was perfect. That's exactly how I want the show to end all well the done. time. Well done. Um, I only I only have a few. You know, let me tell you something. When uh, when Nate the Hate isn't here, um, I feel like his anger does lead more to to uh, to titles. Show titles? Better show titles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, 
you know, it, but it's okay. Yeah. We got some winners here. Um, Kevin Dunn's Anime Fun Hour. That one I just kind of cooked up. I like, no, that's good. That's good. Uh, I like that. Let's see. Uh, we're fans of Cool Kyle. <laughs> Kids love that Orange Cassidy guy. Kids love that Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then because, you know, once again, Police Academy Forces is on patrol. Steve Gutenberg's super fans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Steve Gutenberg super fans <clears throat> may be the most apt title for this week's yeah, show. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. This was a hoot. I miss yeah. you guys. You know, I, I love you. sitting down and talking wrestling with you guys, even when there's fucking nothing going on wrestling wise, just shooting the shit for an hour. hour yeah. It's always a good time. Chuck threw me off my game before the fucking show, slapping me in the face with that comment. I'm like, wow. I didn't well, uh the 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 title as we found out is a cursed item and whoever gets it ends up heal so uh, yes i'm just doing what the title is show instructing title. me to do the title is our fiend no That's no true. i mean listen i like cheese it's i like chippewa cookies um <laughs> i like uh i like pop tarts you have, uh, you have the, I like cheese. It's I like you have cookies. the exact same palette as my 16 year old stepson. Yeah, I'm so not, and I'm not I feel like you guys mad. should hang out. I think no, you have a lot in common. No, that's fine. Uh, I, I do like Pop Tarts. I'm not too picky about it, just not the strawberry or cherry. Keep it in the chocolate cinnamon realm. Really? I'm, Why? I'm those are I like the cinnamon, the s'mores, the chocolate fudge and chocolate chip, like that vibe. I didn't really, I don't know. She doesn't work in the morning. So, yeah. so you know what? It's gonna be a late night little, you know. What a, what a time to be alive! Yeah. Too bad in America. Celebratory! I won the one fall show this week. Sex. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it depends. Honestly, I'll take it either way because it'll be upset, kind of letting it out right. on her sex, or it's gonna be celebratory. One of the two. No, it's not gonna be celebratory. I can tell you. It, that it right might now. be. So no, it's not gonna be. Did I did I miss? Uh, are we doing one on one, or are we doing Erica now? Yeah. I, I don't think hey, I what should. What are we talking we... about? The game. Uh, I was actually talking about the game. I'm sorry. Okay. How is the show working this week? We're not talking about sex anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, not, we're back to we're back to business. I'm glad we're, we're not talking. Business. I'm glad we're not talking about sex because I'm like, are we doing one on one? One on one. one, on one. Is Erica involved <laughs> again? I'd mess you up, son. <laughs> So this podcast, what are we going to do with it? Yeah, what are we doing, Shawnee? Let's just do one-on-one. All right. Okay. All right. A little warm? You a little warm in there? Thinking about it? Steamy. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe you went there. I can't believe you went there. That was good. Call me Senpai, Chuck. <laughs> you got it, Senpai. Oh, <laughs> I haven't had sex in 15 years. Justin trying to wave himself cool. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!